Hello and welcome to the Allergy and Free From Chat Ultimate Free From Menu. Our first episode has guest Becky XL coming on and choosing her favourite appetiser, starter, main, side, dessert and drink. So without further delay, let's get on with the show. Okay, hey Becky, thanks so much for joining us today. Or I should use your your full name now, which is three times Sunday Times best-selling author Becky XL, <laughs> which I believe is what you go by now. Am, am I wrong? Um, <laughs> I, I I I say it sometimes. Like I can't. It's, it feels it feels ridiculous. It, it's a mad thing to say, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just Becky, really. Call me Becky. <laughs> Call you Becky. Okay. Well, yeah. congratulations. Obviously, um, uh, hugely successful third book how to plan anything gluten-free um it's been out for a few weeks now right and uh, i guess uh yeah just I, I assume you're happy with how everything's gone it looks like it's been amazing yeah no it's it's gone a lot better than i thought because the third book was a slightly different concept to the others like i i've done quite a lot with the first two books so i wanted to make something that was a bit more interactive and a bit more but it was a bit more affordable as well because it's a bit of a smaller book um mm-hmm. so i didn't know what people were going to think of it but luckily the majority of people have seemed to really like it and loads of people have bought it and yeah i guess i can just say to everyone who's watching who has bought it thank you <laughs> yeah brilliant awesome and uh, anyone that hasn't bought it yet uh, where can they find it um so actually they can get it in tesco they can get it on amazon um waterstones and all all bookshops will sell it really so Wherever you like to shop, you can probably find it. Awesome. Awesome. And people should go out and buy it. But anyone that's watching that uh, hasn't bought all three of your books at this point, which I'm sure there aren't many, uh, (laughs) just to let you guys know, uh, we will be giving you slight details on a bit of a competition that we're going to we're going to be running to get all three of the books and have them signed and given (laughs) to you by Becky in person at the Allergy and Free From show in July. So if, uh, even if you've got the books, if you'd like to receive another copy of the books straight from <laughs> Becky, she will hand them over to herself and sign them and give you a little message in them at our yep. show in July. We're going to give some details on, on how to enter that later on in the show and probably have a little chat about the sort of things you're going to be doing at the Allergy and Free From show because, little yes. spoiler, Becky's going to be there all three days. <laughs> so uh, if you're hoping to see Becky at, at the event, uh, don't worry about what day you're going to go on. You will get an opportunity anytime. But what we're here to talk about today is a really exciting new podcast that I uh, and chat show that I definitely haven't copied from any sort of well-known <laughs> uh, comedians that run their own podcast. Uh, we're calling it Ultimate Free From Menu. And basically, uh, so we're going to be going, I've probably explained this in an intro that I haven't recorded yet, so I won't go <laughs> into the concept too much. Uh, just to jump in, really, and say, uh, let, let's let's get going. So I reckon what we'll start with is the first thing that, that gets ordered in any sort of restaurant or any time, I guess, is the drink. So what would you be having to drink with your ultimate free from menu? So it, it depends. Like I always think of some, I'd choose something alcoholic because it just feels right to and it feels like what I ultimately want. But I don't to be honest, I don't drink that much anymore. And that's kind of due to my stomach being not the nicest place in the world. Um, but. What I probably would choose is my favourite cocktail, which is a Long Island iced tea. I love a Long Island iced tea. It's just, it's what I've been drinking for years. And um, it it kind of brings back a lot of like memories because I've, I've had one in so many different like countries and different places and different occasions. So 
I think if I'm talking alcoholic, I'd probably go for that. Okay, cool. And uh, where is the best Long, I- Long Island iced tea you've ever had? Oh, um, probably just for the whole experience and everything. I really like the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, okay. it's, it's like one of the first places that me and Mark, my boyfriend, kind of went together and kind of got a bit obsessed with and just kept going and going and going again and again. Um, so just having one there just because it's just an it's just a nice sort of vibe and everything as well which is kind of cool it's not too strong because I've definitely had some that are a bit too strong in the past as well which you know that doesn't always go go down well at the end of the night um so yeah that would definitely be my alcoholic thing but I I wanted to just give you my non-alcoholic thing because I couldn't I couldn't decide um and obviously it's not something that I would have at the beginning of a meal um because usually at the beginning of a meal I'll probably just have like soft drink or like an alcoholic drink or water or something but I love there's a place in Brighton called Black Mocha and they do the most outrageous hot chocolate um it's it comes it's really really small um it's not it's not something that you think of as super special because it's literally drink it in about three three like sips but it's like just thick chocolate melted together they do it in they're all gluten-free but they also do them as dairy-free so Mark can always have one as well Um, and it's just outrageous it's just it's just so good and also I will say that Black Mocha as a place is really really good for gluten-free so if you're in if you're in Brighton it's a it's a really really nice place so and Brighton's just my favorite place in the world I absolutely love it there so (laughs) perfect well we've already got our first recommendation of somewhere to visit which is perfect really um so uh, a couple of questions I'm gonna ask on this firstly have you tried to make your own Long Island iced tea Yes, and it never—it's never quite as good. I—I really struggle. We—we we love cocktails, but whenever we do them at home, I sip it and I'm like so excited. And then you have that first sip and it's like, oh my god, it's—it's it's so strong. <laughs> it's just—it's just not quite the same. So I don't think I'm going to be working in a a cocktail bar anytime soon. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've tried. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so um, let's dive into the food. Then, so before we get into the real, real big moment of the starter, what about an appetizer? So you go into a uh, a restaurant and you get, you know, they haven't they've just brought you the menu. Maybe they they haven't come and they've taken your order yet, and they just give you a little something to nibble on beforehand. What are you hoping to be brought? Well, um, I'm going around the world again, so I'm going to Italy this time. So when when I was in Italy. Um, we went to Rome a few years ago and we literally just got off the plane and we went to a restaurant which was a I think it's it's not a completely gluten-free restaurant but they have a gluten-free kitchen so it's all really really safe um, and we were just suddenly handed this little plate of like fried pizza dough and it was absolutely incredible we didn't order it it was just it was just handed to us so it's not something that you usually get usually here you just get oh, do you want some olives or some nuts or, you know, a bit of bread, which we can never have. Um, But there I got fried gluten-free pizza dough with a little bit of like a tomato sauce on top. And it was honestly, I've I've never had it since. I've always thought about making it and then never get around to it because I'm, and I'm always just like, I'm never going to be able to do it as well. It was so simple, but it kind of just, it set the tone for our whole trip to Rome, which was absolutely incredible um, for eating. And, uh, yeah, it was just so that would be what I would want every, every, every single time. But I've never had it since. So that does sound amazing. And and in a lot of ways, this is the, the trickiest of uh, of the courses, because like you say, often this is the one that's brought without asking. 
Yeah. So obviously being free from gluten-free or having allergies, once you get to your starter, your main, your side, your dessert, you've had time to look at it. You've had time to look at the ingredients to ask questions. But when you first get into a restaurant and they're bringing that, that thing right at the beginning, oftentimes like you don't know what it's going to be or what's in it. And in this case, at this place, do you know the name of the restaurant, by the way? Yeah, so it's called Mama Eat. And Mama it, Eat. it's just, honestly, I would recommend so much that people go to, um, if you're thinking of going on holiday and stuff, Rome in Italy is just gluten-free heaven it's so so good i've got actually a guide on the blog um okay because i do lots of travel guides and stuff to different places that i've been um so that people don't have to like just go around searching for gluten-free restaurants because that can be it's it's not always the easiest thing like if i say rome's really good for gluten-free it is but you need to know the places you need to do that bit of research before you go um so i kind of do that research for you with guides like this so um yeah if you if you went somewhere like that you wouldn't just have to eat a mummery every day. There's loads and loads of different restaurants as well. So that's really cool. And we'll I will get that link off you or find it and I will stick it in the comments underneath. Because I imagine so, lots of people are uh, you know, desperate to get traveling after being in the UK for the vast majority of the last yeah. two years, right? I, I guess that's part part of being able to do this little uh series of um podcasts and chat shows we're doing now is being able to to think about getting out into the world again. So mm. Italy, big, big recommendation and mama eat for this yes. fried pizza dough. So did they pour the tomato over it or did it come as a separate dip? I, li- I do like to dip stuff or was it like, was it, was, it more like pizzery? Was it dippy? It was like these small sort of like little, it looked like tiny little naans or pitters, but they were all fried. Okay. And then it, it had all the tomato sauce like smothered all over the top. So mm-hmm. it was just... I didn't even know what it was. Was it crispy? It was it was a mix. It was that sort of thing. Yeah, it was sort of that thing where it was crispy, but the sauce then made those little bits where the sauce was all soft. And honestly, I know it's the morning, but I'm actually hungry thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah, you're selling it to me. Yeah, it was insane. It was so, so good. So I just I just want it now, really. Okay, so um I think what's probably important is that you uh do cook this at home and post the recipe so we can all try it so i'm not don't want to give you any <laughs> extra work or anything i know you're busy but uh you can't talk about this and then not do that so um that's a little job for you that's my after. is that my homework um, so, okay right i think so i think so not that this this podcast giving you enough homework as it is actually but what <laughs> i'm so busy at the moment preparing for the allergen free from show in july and i really wanted to do some some new podcasts and chat shows i thought what can i do that involves the guest doing a lot of work and me doing nothing <laughs> and then came up with this concept so i think that's perfect really <laughs> okay cool yeah, so I think that's not bad. Um, time for a starter what are you having starter wise like my my menu doesn't fit together I hope that's okay like it nothing nothing really goes I I couldn't I didn't want to go all full in Italian for the whole thing or anything so for my starter I I like to have a mixture I like to have a mixed sort of starter of different little things so for me I often go down like the Chinese route and I'd like uh gluten-free prawn toast gluten-free spring rolls and have just like this sort of like almost like a, a Chinese platter of stuff so I don't have to miss out I think I'm like that with all my dinners and all my dishes that I really like it's generally things where you can have a little bit of everything because I feel like as gluten-free people we we miss out quite a lot and we've missed out over the years so I just if there's an opportunity where I can just get 
a bit of this, a bit of that, and a bit of this, and just bite this quickly and then have another bit of this. That's kind of what I want. I don't want to just be stuck with one thing. I want I want loads. So um yeah, I think Chinese food and lots of different things, just as a little sort of Chinese platter would be what I'd go for. Okay, I am totally on board. I'm a massive fan of Chinese and Asian food. Absolutely love it. Right. But we're gonna have to drill into this now. <laughs> What's on what is in this platter? So we've got prawn like gluten free prawn toast. Yep. Well spring, spring rolls. Spring rolls. Yeah, we need spring rolls. I think some sort of like ribs, like mini mini like ribs okay. or something. Um yep. and then you could have some sort of like oh like wontons or some like things like that, you know? Okay. I think that, I think good. that would I think that would do quite well. I think that'd be nice. And the the awesome thing about Chinese food, and equally, I would say Indian food, is you cannot recreate what is done in a restaurant at home. Like you can try, and you can do something good, and you yep. can do something Asian inspired or Indian inspired or something. But there is something about the authenticity of what you get in a in a proper good restaurant that makes it feel really special. Like when you're going out for like a birthday or a special occasion or something. I just think you can't you can't really beat Chinese. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it is it's kind of in a way it's kind of a a sad thing to talk about when you're gluten free and stuff because you can't just go to like any old Chinese restaurant and that is something that like as a kid growing up and stuff I always remember like when we had some like big birthday celebration or something we'd all go to a Chinese restaurant the whole family and we'd sit and you'd have one of those things in the middle where it rotated around and you'd all share the food and I I don't know I feel like as soon as like for most people when you're gluten-free that that kind of feels like it's often taken away from you because those places that you remember going you can't necessarily go but there are definitely a a few gluten-free restaurants like in the uk um and i find in europe and stuff that do do fairly good gluten-free chinese but it's always this thing where i get a lot of people ask me about um gluten-free chinese food and they say you know um what can i eat when i go to just any old chinese restaurant and it's it's not really the case that you can just eat what you know if you had that at one restaurant and it was fine the next restaurant it might not be fine um so you you have to just make sure like you ask so many questions when you go to a Chinese restaurant because I'd say yeah. nine times out of ten you probably can't eat it, um, but there will be that one that yeah. you can. So um, yeah, I, I I completely agree that eat it. There's nothing better than eating at a proper Chinese restaurant or getting a nice Chinese takeaway. Um, but mm-hmm. when that's not the case, then I think you know you you can make the stuff at home. It's not it's it can be really time consuming making stuff mm-hmm. at home because you're trying to make loads of different things, but um, like for instance, in my first book, I've got a whole chapter on fakeaways. So okay. it it does have spring rolls in it. It does have prawn toast. It does have ribs, and it has all the the main courses as well. Um, and they do taste pretty good. I mean, um, for me, the reason that I put so much of that in was because Mark's family is uh, Chinese Malaysian. So okay. for me, so for me. Um, he knows he has friends and stuff who work in Chinese restaurants. So he kind of like got some of the, the tips and the the tricks from them and kind of brought that into it. Especially when I went gluten-free, he was like, you know, we used to go and eat Chinese food all the time. Suddenly I was gluten-free. So he went and asked his friends, how do I make this, but make it gluten-free for my girlfriend. So mm-hmm. ever since then, we've kind of tried to make as much as we can 
um, gluten-free just so that people don't have to miss out. You know, I didn't want to have to miss out and I don't want anyone else to either. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And that's really, really cool. And yeah, doing stuff yourself, if you've got the inside information, which you, now you've shared with everyone through your <laughs> through your books is awesome. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out myself. Yeah. Um, when you're going out, do you have any particular places that you that you particularly like to go to that you want to give a shout out that you get takeaways from or that you like to visit? Um, I would say round here locally to me, it's quite I find it's quite poor. Um, mm -hmm. But we used to live up in Manchester and there was an amazing Chinese restaurant up there that really does really well for gluten free. It's called Sweet Mandarin. Um, so if you're up in Manchester, okay. it's in the it's in the northern quarter. Um, and it just it caters so so well and I don't think I've heard anyone like have any complaints about it it's just they they do everything and they do it all gluten-free and they I think sweet mandarin used to be they used to sell like gluten-free sauces and stuff in in shops as well um, I think they even okay. used they used to come at the to the allergy show many many okay. years ago um, but they've got this restaurant um, and they're just it's just amazing so if you're if you're in Manchester or just anywhere within like I travel 200 miles to go to it just just go because it is really really good okay that sounds absolutely awesome um I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go and check that out next time I'm up that way undoubtedly okay so before we move on to the main course um yeah. where are we what's this restaurant looking like this this crazy restaurant that brought you Italian for appetizer and then Chinese for starter are we eating outside? Are we eating inside? Is it nighttime? Is it daytime? Is it busy? Is it calm? Ooh. What's the atmosphere like in, in this perfect restaurant? Oh, I would like the restaurant to be, it, we have to be in, in a, a, the weather has to be nice and hot, have to be able to eat outside. Um, I, I love the hustle and bustle of like, especially when you're on holiday and you're going out for for food and it just feels like a really sort of, like everyone's having a good time um, rather than going into a restaurant and sort of sitting in the corner and being quite quiet, like a posh restaurant or something where it's, it just feels a bit awkward and you feel like, oh, I have to keep my voice okay. down. I don't, I don't want that. I want it to be somewhere that's a bit, not leery, but like a bit more sort of everyone's having a good time. Do you know what I mean? Um, and ideally abroad, like I want to, I want to be like near the beach or something. That would be I quite nice. I was waiting for that. So yeah. we can hear the sea in the background maybe? Yeah, so as it gets quite like darker and quieter in the evening, it, definitely in the evening, um, you okay. start to hear you start to hear the waves, and I, I think that would be really nice. It, it sounds perfect to me. What are your feelings on music in a restaurant? Because I'm I've, I, I'm 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 divided on this. I was in a restaurant the other day that had no music, and it felt quite awkward. Like everyone mm. was sort of whispering, but then <laughs> equally, I have been so there's so many times where I've been put on that table in the corner that's right next to the speaker and you can't hear what other people are saying and stuff yeah. like that. And if, if you've got the sound of the sea and you're outside, I don't know, is, is there going to be music there or not? I won't judge you either way. It's well, your restaurant. Yeah, well, for me, I, I completely agree. I've been in restaurants before where there's been like, like I, I love live music, but I've been in a restaurant where there's been a, like a live band, like a live rock band. And yeah. it's just been like the drums and it's just like, oh my God, it's, it's horrendous. And you sit there sort of like, almost a bit fed up like I just want to say something and I can't talk um but I think it's nice to have some sort of thing especially just because some people go out for a meal and I don't know it can be it what if what if there's other people in this restaurant who are on a first date you don't want it to be like 
silent and awkward for them when they don't have anything to say. So I definitely want a bit of music, maybe maybe a bit of live music, but just something like more calm, um, like mm -hmm. a guy playing the guitar and just, you know, just really chilled out and stuff like that. Just because as well with live music, you have it's something to talk about, which I think sometimes when people go out for food, they're eating their foods, they don't have much to say. And then it's a bit awkward sometimes. So give, the, <laughs> give, the, give them something to talk about. Be kind to them. Okay, sounds perfect. And especially those people on the first day. I, I love it when I spot someone who's really clearly on a first day at a restaurant. Me too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Okay, yeah. they'll, they'll be in there. So there needs to be someone on a first date definitely for you to yeah okay I, i'm a very big people watcher i love yeah. i'm i'm always like mark always tells me off he's like what we're, we're we're supposed to be eating and enjoying each other's company and i'm sort of staring over the other direction just because <laughs> i i get just interested in other people's conversations and just it's, it's just a, like the best place to do that really and I, I think that you live you know you're sort of living vicariously watching these people with that and the more awkward that first date looks, the more entertaining it is to, to those that are watching, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sad, but it's so true. <laughs> well, you know, okay, cool. Right, let's move on to the main event then. So your main course, um, okay. what's it going to be? So my main course is going right back, well, I'd say it's right back old school for me because it's something that my mum has always made. So I, my favourite thing is my mum's lasagna. Now, that it's that sounds kind of boring and it sounds just like really standard but for me my mum's lasagna is something that I've eaten since I was I don't know when when I was first allowed to eat food um and it kind of brings to me loads and loads and loads of memories because like we a lot of my family don't live very close to us um but when they used to come to visit before they came they weren't they didn't call up and say oh we're excited to see you they would call up and say oh um you know sue can my mom uh can you make that lasagna so we can have that for dinner they prefer that than going out they just really wanted the lasagna um and my mom would often send them back to where they lived with like a, a tub of lasagna as well so it, it was just it's just this thing that has been like a i don't know a part of our family is yep sue's lasagna so that is definitely um, okay. my number one thing and I think with that is like the whole thing is that when I became gluten free, um, which was about 13 years ago, she instantly, because I was like distraught, <laughs> suddenly I wouldn't be able to eat it. Um, she she tried it with uh, gluten free lasagna and it worked absolutely perfectly. So I've been able to have it ever since. And it's been one of those things that hasn't really changed. So it's been quite nice to just be able to have that that same thing because I find so often there's things that I remember from being a kid and I'm like, oh, I used to love eating that. I can't eat it anymore. So it's nice to have that thing that's the same. Um, so, yeah, that that's probably the thing I I, I just love, a, a big slice of lasagna. Mate, I am totally on board with this. If I were doing <laughs> mine, which I'm not, this one's about you, my mum's yeah. lasagna would also be one of the absolute front runners for my main course. It's really it's something really warm and homely and hearty about a lasagna do you know what i mean it's like yeah you know it, 30 years ago people would probably be saying cottage pie and stuff like that and for me mm. it's probably a similar sort of thing it's all made in one thing everyone gets it out of this same place it's really it's piping hot it's saucy it's but it's yeah it's lovely it's lovely okay but i have a few questions now on this lasagna so okay number one most obvious question 
who do you think does the best uh, gluten-free lasagna sheets or do you not notice a massive difference from place to place? Um, to be honest, I don't think there's much difference. I, I'm really, I think gluten-free pasta generally is really good. Like of all, the th- of all the things, I think pasta is almost like, you can't really tell the difference. I 100% um, agree. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely, um, it definitely depends how you cook it. So some people say to me, oh, um, I've, boiled some gluten-free pasta and it's all the water's gone cloudy and it's all a bit stuck together and I've I've had that at the you know at the beginning when I was first gluten-free I, I remember getting some really cloudy starchy water out and it was it was really nasty but I think as long as you cook it in the right way um you can't go wrong with it and I if anyone says that they can taste the difference like someone who's not gluten-free it's like oh gluten-free pasta I don't want to eat that I think they're lying because I think it's yeah, genu- I, I think it's genuinely the same either that or I, I have no taste buds whatsoever but I, I hope I do because I write recipes so I've, I've had this conversation and you know it, and I've given people gluten-free pasta without telling them and yeah. they have not said anything uh, and I, these are people that aren't that polite as not to say something <laughs> if there was something wrong with it. yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah i agree i think gluten-free pasta is great um there's one uh brand that i got that was particularly good that i tend i think you can only get it in farm shops it's i can't remember what it's called which is pretty rubbish for this <laughs> it's called something italy and it comes in like a like a clear plastic sheet with a little bit of cardboard on the top yeah i i know which one i've i've bought that in farm shops as well <laughs> i I've bought it can... i've bought it at snake maltings in suffolk um yeah in like there's a big food place in there it's really good but yeah you can only get it in farm shops and that is really good and that's one of the ones that you have to boil first uh mm. as opposed to whacking it straight in um i noticed the difference with that one but it's probably like equally if you bought an expensive lasagna sheet from a farm shop as opposed to one from a supermarket that wasn't gluten-free you'd yeah, probably yeah. notice the difference it's just well, exactly like a, a better quality like product not not that there's anything wrong with with the other type and usually i'll i'll just get i'll I'll get it from the supermarket or whatever but yeah if i spot that one i usually get it i will figure out um what the brand was and i will put it in the comments yeah do. <laughs> try. cool okay and the other question i need to ask on this lasagna now it's about the layering yes. so there are many lasagnas that have been made in many many different ways so we need to we need to get a grip of what the layering is on this perfect lasagna. So, are we starting with a pasta layer, or are you starting with meat and we then start... putting pasta on top? Yeah. So my mum's always done it. Well, we start with meat. We know ne- yep. I've never had I've never had the pasta on the bottom. I guess the pasta on the bottom is that a is that a good thing because you it kind of probably holds it together quite well. I'd imagine. Which you know what? Mom... I think I think it's something I do because I want an extra layer of pasta because I'm being greedy. That what I sense. have found is with with gluten free pasta, it's it's more difficult because uh, if you don't get it wet enough, it yeah. can come out quite hard. So what I'm sometimes doing is just putting a little bit of tomato in the dish before that first layer, or maybe spraying it with oil or something, just yeah, to give yeah. it a, li- a little bit of, uh, of of moisture. But I I start off with a layer of pasta, but only because I'm being greedy. Not not <laughs> it's it's not bringing any sort of structural integrity to the lasagna itself. Okay, I I, I might tr- <laughs> I might try it still because it, it seems like the thing. But no, I can't try it. My mum's is my mum's is the way. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So meat on the bottom, then a little bit of the bechamel sauce. That was the, see that was the next question. Yeah. Are you putting a little bit of bechamel? 
with each layer or are you lumping it all on the top because I've seen it done both ways so you're no. going a little bit of bechamel on every layer it's a little bit on every layer but also absolutely tons on top you, you make yep. extra you mu you can't yep. you, with I think with lasagna you never want to get to the top and be like sort of having to be really stingy and be like oh I can't put too much here I can't put too much there because I might run out you actually want it to be every layer needs to be indulgent over the top do you know what I mean so yep. it has it has to be the ultimate sort of like just it's just a really heavy slab of awesomeness when you get that on your plate like it's it's a bit of an an like a mission to get it out of the dish it has to be um so yeah every single layer loads and loads just meat uh bechamel and then the pasta and then again and again and again um one one thing i do with my lasagna which is totally like the most english thing imaginable what we do quite well in england is we take someone's uh uh, national dish and then we make it more English <laughs> in a really arrogant yes. way but what, what, I, what I often do is I put English mustard in my bechamel and that's really really good okay. like I wouldn't I wouldn't that's want to have it any idea. other way now it's really nice it just gives it that little bit of little bit of bite like with and, and yeah it's really really good I, I like that I, I would recommend that I'm getting so hungry <laughs> um yeah so I would recommend that um other other shout out I would give on lasagna and I am not a ready meal kind of guy at all. Uh, everything yeah. try and try and make from scratch. But the gluten-free lasagna ready meal from Marks and Spencers is yeah. really good. Is that uh, that's like uh, on times where I know I'm out, it's just going to be me at home and I'm going to get home late or something. I don't have time to cook something. That's sort of my go-to free from ready meal marks and spencer's lasagna is excellent sometimes i sprinkle a little bit of cheddar on the top just to give it a bit more of something but it's really really good i recommend that i was gonna say with uh with ready meals and stuff i always would end up adding extra like there's never enough in a ready meal box like it's like with a with a ready-made pizza or something you always add extra yeah. toppings if you don't you're missing yeah, totally. out um but for me i think people often think that ready meals and stuff like people often assume for me that i wouldn't eat stuff like that because I make recipes and you know and maybe I think oh you shouldn't do that you should cook everything from scratch and I, I completely think cooking from scratch is a great way of doing things and um you know it can save you a lot of money and everything but there is always a time where you can't be bothered to cook and you need something easy um and you just you know I I, I completely it's like one of my favorite things to eat is just eating some potato waffles and I don't know if it's the most embarrassing set, but I just put a load of tuna mayo on top of the potato yeah, waffles. Man. And that that's the sort of thing I like to eat. And it's, yes, I make recipes and I try and cook things that, well, I don't ever cook things that are that fancy. I just cook things that I like. But, you know, for me, sometimes just a bit of oven food is all you want on on the regular. Like, I, I love eating stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. Do you know what I mean? Well, there you go. And I wonder, have we had a little clue as to what your side is? Because that's what we've come to now. We've come to the side, which doesn't have to go with the lasagna. But are you telling yep. me that your side is going to be potato waffles with tuna uh, <laughs> mayo or tuna? <laughs> or are I, I, you going I for something different? I completely forgot. Obviously, that would have been the side. Um, <laughs> but, but for me, my side, I guess you could say it goes with it, but I think you'd be a bit full um if you had this my side is rosemary um chips like rosemary okay. french fries or whatever um and specifically from honest burger okay because i absolutely love them um i i will say one thing 
you need to get them in the when in the restaurant if you get them takeaway i find when you get chips takeaway i, totally. I think i think that you know you get them and it's been put in a box and the lid's been put on and it's all like steaming away and you get these like soggy chips and that's just not the one at all you, you it's just it's just a bit depressing you know what i mean so um for me it's in the restaurant honest burger i think when you go there to honest burger which by the way is amazing for gluten-free um okay it's 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 the best the gluten-free burger buns they do not that i can eat them but they do amazing gluten-free onion rings which i'd imagine is a lot of people's top side if they had to answer this just because i've heard they're incredible um but yeah everything is gluten-free there um or it's able to be made gluten-free and it's uh really good so and all the all the burgers come with the fries so you it's not like it's not like a side that you have to order separately it just everything comes with them and they are the best ever they are just so so good and i whenever i go to london there's so many different restaurants i could go to um and i always feel a bit bad that i end up just sneaking off to honest burger because the fries are so good <laughs> okay right i've got many things i'm going to pick up on here which this is brilliant so num number one totally agree on certain things have to be eaten in the restaurant yeah i've been sitting there with friends looking at delivery before and someone will suggest something and i'll go it's great but it doesn't travel well yeah it needs to travel well yeah so it can't if number one food has to be hot for me if it's not hot i'm not interested i don't like it if it turns yep. up cold and then what we're basically saying with fries is if you keep them hot then they're going to be sweating in the bag and they're not going to yeah. be crispy so that's that sucks so yeah totally in the restaurant um Okay, so next thing to ask on your fries is, are you having any dips with these fries? If so, what are you dipping your fries in? I will always just go for a solid full, it has to be full fat, full fat mayo. I love a full fat okay. mayo. I'm, for me, it's, I guess over the years, because I can't have onion and garlic, I've kind of, the thing that I used to like live on as a kid was tomato ketchup. I'd have ketchup yep. with everything. Now, mm -hmm. most of the time you can't, have ketchup because it always has onion powder or garlic powder and so i've got used to not having that so i just i love um i love full fat mayo and sometimes if i'm at home i'll sort of add a little bit of like garlic oil to it because i can have infused oils um and then okay. i make my own sort of like garlic mayo so that that's probably my favorite thing i think i just i just love nice. mayonnaise i eat mayonnaise with everything it's like my you don't want to know how much mayonnaise we go through in this house <laughs> And also, big shout out to making a uh, a meal more English again because <laughs> I, I went I actually went to a pub with someone recently where I got a, a lasagna, and the person I was with wasn't from England, and they couldn't believe that my lasagna came with chips, and I was like. <laughs> this is the most standard English pub thing is that yeah. when you order a lasagna, it, it comes with chips. And I love that you and, and I love that, by the way. And uh, yeah. just to make this the, the perfect English lasagna, having chips on the side, that, that just totally does it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we used to have a when we used to have lasagna at home, like when my mum made it, she'd always we'd always have so much like lots of people have always said to me when they when I you know I've been to other people's houses I've been to restaurants and stuff like to Italian restaurant and you just get this tiny little dish of lasagna and I'm, I, I've always thought oh, that's that seems a bit like stingy and stuff but yeah, it's more yeah. than it's more than enough food definitely but at home we'd have a, a huge salad we'd have baked beans we'd have chips we'd have there'd, there'd be so much on the plate you'd have garlic bread like a, yeah, yeah. a, a stick of it and stuff so like to me it's just, I just love loads of food. 
this is the perfect <laughs> thing to talk about today because yeah. I just I am a foodie no perfect perfect okay well before we move on to uh your dessert which I'm excited to hear about because I know you do uh a lot of baking you're very famous for your baking and stuff so I'm interested to see that let's just um dive into a couple of things firstly yep. I just want to uh say uh, another shout out about the allergy and free from show first to the third of July. Uh, you can get your free tickets now, but uh, what we're going to do for that is uh, Becky has very, very kindly said that she's going to give away three, uh, a copy of each of our books. So you can enter a competition that we're going to be running now. So there is going to be a link in the comments underneath. If you book a ticket for the allergy and free from show via this specific link, you will automatically be entered into a prize draw for a copy of each of Becky's books. And I'm not going to send them to you. We're not going to send them <laughs> to you. Becky is going to hand them to you in person at the show, um, so which which gives us a chance to talk about what you're doing at the show. So you came along to Birmingham. Yes. And uh, you came <laughs> one day and there were so many people that wanted to talk to you, wanted to get books signed wanted to see your cooking demo, all of that sort of stuff that we thought, do you know what? Let's give the people what they want, which is more <laughs> Becky. So uh, you're going to be at the show every day. Yep. If you want to see Becky do a talk, any day you'll see her do a talk. Yep. If you want to see her cook, any day you're going to see her <laughs> cook. If you want to get a book signed and have a chat with Becky, any day she is doing a book signing so come along any day and you'll get all the becky that you need and want and obviously <laughs> enter this competition and uh and you'll get a chance to be at the front of the queue for that book signing and get given your books and bring a book along if you've already got it to get it signed you'll be able to buy one there celiac uk are going to be helping us out so you'll be able to buy one from then to, to get it signed as well so uh yeah come along to the show and that's just one of many many exciting things that are going to be going on at the show we've got megan mckenna healthy living james we've got the free uh kitchen we've got all, all of that stuff going on and and so many brands exhibiting as well so come along and, and thanks so much for for running this competition with us becky that's all right i'm really excited for the show you know I was looking back at old photos randomly yesterday and I realised that the very first show I think I went to was in 2013. Um, wow. So I've been going a very long time and I've seen it grow and I've, you know, it, last year in Birmingham was amazing. Like seeing so many people actually wanting to watch me cook. I think it even went a bit wrong, the cooking demo, but it was still, <laughs> it was still fun. Um, so yeah, it would be really good to see everyone. But there's, there's, it's not just about coming to see me. There is literally so much. Like I go to the show as a, as a person wanting to go around and look at all the, all the different just stands and the different talks. And I think also it's just nice to be surrounded by people who are really similar to you and have something in common. Because I think often in friendship groups and in family, we might be the only person who's gluten free, um, or the only person who's got an allergy or a different intolerance or something like that. Um, but at the show, suddenly you're surrounded by people who are all the same as you and I think that's that's really nice you can I feel like you can probably like make friends if you're in the queue waiting for like a book signing or you're um sitting down watching a talk or something just have a chat to the person next to you and you'll probably make a friend for life because it, it's it's a really nice place to come um and just see lots of different people and try lots of different foods that you probably never tried before that are safe for you to eat yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for, for your kind words about our show. We can't wait. I mean, it's been two years since we've been in London 
Um, and I know everyone's itching to get down there. We're desperate to 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 uh, get going. Like July feels like a million miles away at the moment because we're so excited about it. <laughs> uh, it's not a million miles away. Uh, get your tickets because we've had you know we've had forty thousand people register so far, and you know we're, oh, wow. we're talking right now in April. So people are ready and excited to come along. Um, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Uh, and the other interesting thing that that you know, maybe we haven't mentioned, as well as the all of the sort of big brands that you'd expect to see there, so many people started businesses during lockdown, and so mm. many people sort of started their sort of artisan baking and and that sort of thing at home. So you will find loads of people that you didn't know about or that you hadn't seen before um, that will then have online ordering and stuff so after the show you'll be able to go back to them if you tried something or found something you really love so it's worth coming for for the the big brands it's also worth coming for those artisan little new brands that have all sprung up over the last couple of years so yeah we're really excited for it we're really excited for it and talking of see the segue i'm pretty proud of it (laughs) talking of artisan baking uh what about your dessert then then becky let's return to your menu for the finale Oh, see, dessert I found really, really difficult because I think with dessert, it depends how I'm feeling, you know, like sometimes and it depends on the time of year as well. Like what what day of the week? Every There's so many different things. But for me, I think the one thing that's always uh, certain in my sort of dessert that I love is it has to involve apples. I absolutely love like apple and cinnamon. So like apple crumble, apple pie. Um, I mean, in my first book, I did an apple crumble pie because I couldn't decide whether I liked apple crumble or apple pie better. Um, so yeah, it, I absolutely love all things apple, cinnamon. If you throw in some like pecan nuts into that as well, just that sort of combination of flavours is just glorious. So I'd say probably like an apple crumble pie with custard would be my choice. And this is uh, your own apple crumble pie, right? Yeah, I've. Uh, it's, it's the sort of... Like before I was um, gluten free, like many years ago, um, I used to go around to my, well, she's she's my grandma, but I call her my Omar um, because mm-hmm. I'm half South African um, okay. a- and uh, she's no longer with us. But she used to, I used to always go around there and we'd have this sort of like apple, pecan, pastry, pie kind of thing that I was so young. I don't really, I can barely remember it but I can kind of remember it. And I just remember it. It probably isn't as good as I remember, but it just was the most awesome thing. Um, And so I tried to recreate those flavors in the apple crumble pie um, Mm -hmm. in the first book, just because it it brings back really, really good memories. Um, And it's just, it's nice to, I find with desserts, it's nice to make them not just for eating them afterwards, but nibbling as you go as well so like mm-hmm. it's it's the best thing if you if you just have one in a restaurant then you just get given like this little square of sticky toffee pudding or something but if you making it you get to try bits along the way and i think that's that's even better the tasting as you go is is, is the best thing about being like a baker okay so i'm gonna ask you to commit do you want your apple pecan cinnamon crumble pie or do you want omar's apple pecan cinnamon crumble pie Ooh. I know that's a hard decision to make. I want hers, <laughs> not mine. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, I don't want mine. I don't. I mine is great, but it's not that great. 
<laughs> I'm sure it's good. And people in the the recipe you were talking about is that in your first book? Yep, that's my first book. I think all the books have apple based dessert kind of recipes yeah, yeah. in them because I couldn't I couldn't not have them. Um, so yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Well, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to read your order back to you, and yeah. then you can you can decide whether you're happy with it whether there's anything that you're oh, aware minute, I maybe should have talked about this, maybe forgot that. So, right, okay. Yep. So we're outside. We're in a restaurant with outside seating. It's near mm-hmm. the sea. We're in a warm country. It's warm. There's a little bit of background music, not too loud. And yep. there's someone on an awkward first date on the next table that you can watch. Yep. That's perfect. the setting that we've got, the perfect setting. Yeah. Okay. You're going to get brought a Long Island iced tea. Mm-hmm. to start up we're in an exotic location why not yeah, a cocktail? perfect and we're going to oh from the hard rock cafe hard rock cafe long island iced tea yeah a large and one perhaps and perhaps on the other side a hot chocolate from black mocha in brighton yep. yeah okay uh while they're before they take the order they're going to bring you fried pizza dough from mama eat which you yep. can get in rome in italy and then for your starter, you're going to have a Chinese platter, gluten-free prawn toast, spring rolls, ribs, wontons. And you recommend all of this stuff from Sweet Mandarin, which is in Manchester. Yep. Then for main course, we're going to have Mum's lasagna. Yep. Which is a lovely, hearty, homemade, uh, huge dish of lasagna with uh, rosemary French fries on the side from Honest burger yep okay and then for dessert we're going to have omar's apple pecan cinnamon crumble pie thing yes because uh, so we've we've started with this sort of uh bit of a party menu you know we're on holiday we're having cocktails and stuff yeah. and i feel like as you've got more full and sleepy <laughs> you've gone into a more homely sense because yeah. i almost feel like we'd need almost a change of location halfway maybe we're going to eat the appetizer and the starter, and then yep. we're going to have another couple of drinks, then we're going to go home, at least for the <laughs> dessert. Yeah, I, I think that's true, actually. I think that would make sense. I think I'd like to be somewhere where I can change into some more comfortable trousers. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to be wearing like some joggers or something so that I can uh, you know, just keep eating and not feel super, super full. Um, and so that I can kind of like after dinner just sort of crawl to the sofa um, and have a have a little bit of a satisfying like tummy lay down. I think that's that's always necessary with me. When I get too full, I'm just like, oh my god. So yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely take the party home um, and finish it off there. I think that makes sense. I'm totally sold on this menu. I think it's brilliant. I would eat everything that you've talked about uh, and enjoy it. Have you got any honourable mentions that you feel like it should have? that you were like sort of on the verge of, of getting in there but didn't manage to? Um, there, was, there was a few things, just like when I was in um, Italy again, when I was in Florence, there's an amazing, like, incredible, probably my favourite restaurant in the world. It's called Ciro and Sons. So definitely mm-hmm. put that in the show notes, actually, because it's, okay. it, it's so good. Um, and I think it was the first ever gluten-free restaurant in Florence. Um, okay. And it just does the most incredible pizzas pasta 
like it has like a you go in there and there's this big fire pizza oven and they actually like they do the gluten-free pizzas all safely in there um it's it's divine it's it's so 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 good um so i would definitely say just basically i could forget my menu and just have an entire menu from zero and sons because that's that's really really nice um and also i just keep thinking about italy to be honest but that uh the place that did the fried pizzas mummery they also do the most incredible pistachio um like a gluten-free pistachio tiramisu and okay. it is it is very very good and regular tiramisu there as well so that is another thing that i would probably have um put into my menu if i could have multiple things um i could probably go on for ages because there's just, there's just yeah. too many <laughs> so uh, i'll have to save it for another one yeah man next 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 series you have to come back and you'll have to do uh We'll, we'll steam it like a summer menu or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so fab. much for giving up some time and coming to talk about these things. They all sound delicious. We've got some great recommendations on there. Um, everyone go out and buy How to Plan Anything Gluten-Free and indeed Becky's other previous two books. They're also available from all good booksellers. Uh, and come and meet Becky at the show. Enter our competition. Yeah. You could win a copy of every book, get it signed by her get your tickets, uh, enter the competition below, the prize draw, and uh, let's all get together in London and uh, talk about our favourite things to eat free from. Okay, thanks so much, Becky. Perfect. Thanks for taking the time. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>